Hi everyone, welcome to the Sandler Experiment, episode Hello. 2. Hi, this is Michael. And this is Winfield, and we just watched The Do-Over. Before we get into the movie discussion itself, Michael, how are you doing tonight? Not as drunk as I was for the first one, but had a much more enjoyable experience. Yeah, the experience was a lot better. You know, Michael and I were, well, first of all, we are in the same room this time. Which was a lot better. Yeah, it was a lot more bearable. Yeah. Uh, and B, we went to Taco Bell before this and picked up some quesaritos and quesadillas. And yeah. So we had something to munch on during the during the movie. Taco Bell sponsor us. Yeah, this podcast. This widely popular podcast. Widely popular podcast sponsored by Taco Bell. Now on iTunes, maybe. So, yeah, so that made it better. And also we had a little bit of a, something to keep our focus up with this one we actually had an adam sandler drinking game that we found online i'll be sure to post the link to it in the description for the episode Um, michael do you have it up on your phone still i do the drinking game is as follows it's a lot of preemptive drinking such as drink of the film's happy madison drink if adam sandler stars in it drink if adam sandler um directs it drink if he wrote it and then drink for each of the following um, actors who appear in it: Kevin James, Chris Rock, Rob Schneider, and David Spade. So it's a it's a lot of like preemptive drinking. Yeah, we actually um, we counted up the amount of drinks we would have to take just based on the movie's writers, producers, and actors, and it amounted to eight drinks before the movie even started. So we just downed a beer before it started, and then had beer that we were nursing throughout, and we eventually opened a bottle of uh, apple wine. Apple wine, which is not that good. It's not very good. I was more of a fan of it than Michael was. Michael didn't even finish his. I downed mine when we finished the movie. Oh, here goes Michael. Don't. I'll cut that. <laughs> I'll cut you gagging on, no. on Mike. Okay, so, so, so for those of you, because this is an audio experience, for those of you who couldn't see what Michael just did, when I made the joke about him not finishing his wine, he grabbed his glass and chugged the whole thing uh, and immediately started coughing and gagging. And he still looks a bit green in the gills. Uh, Who says green in the gills? You're wearing a cardigan? Like, are you an old man? I'm a 90-year-old man trapped in a 21-year-old boy's body. Uh, okay. So here's the the rules we were following for the drinking game during the movie were... um. Okay, take three drinks if Rob Schneider says you can do it. He was not in this movie, so... Unfortunately. Unfortunately. So we didn't do that one. Take a drink whenever Sandler punches a guy or girl. He actually didn't in this movie, which was... He shot a lot of people. He shot a lot of people, but he did not punch anyone. Take a drink whenever Sandler shouts. He did yell a lot in this movie. We drank a lot for that. Yeah. Um, But I don't... I, I was having a lot of trouble because, like, sometimes his natural volume... Yeah. constitutes shouting for normal people he has a bit of a modulation problem in general yeah but uh, we drank a lot for you that yeah one. take a drink when adam sandler's voice gets deeper in order to make him sound angrier that one we didn't get too much i feel like because he put on a deeper voice for this character it yeah. was really hard to um gauge the ca- yeah the character voice itself was deeper than his normal speaking voice he talked like yeah he, he sort of tried to be a badass like action hero in this one. Oh, we didn't follow the swearing one there what was, is the swearing one? Take two drinks for every time Adam Sandler swears. Fuck, we would have died. Yeah, we would have at least been another another like glass of wine or beer in if we had followed that one. Well, that's my fault. I was the one um, keeping tracks. So. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm sort of happy we didn't follow that one. This movie, yeah. being a Netflix... But we did add 
a rule so like yeah okay yeah. yeah so yeah being a netflix exclusive this movie didn't have to play by normal movie rules so there was like it was weird to see an adam sandler movie with nudity and tons of swearing in it yeah it was uh, out of place but we'll, we'll get into that later the next rule is uh take a drink if adam sandler makes an unfunny joke we did that one a lot yeah the next one which i think we only brought into effect once was uh take five drinks if you laughed at an unfunny joke which i laughed at a joke and then i wrote it down in my notes and then five minutes later michael looked at my notes saw the joke and laughed and then he had to take five drinks as well i mean like can i see it again oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah Okay, we'll talk about it later. Yeah, it was a pretty good joke. Okay. We'll, we'll get to it when we get to our plot synopsis and notes. Um, and then the last rule was uh, take a drink if Adam Sandler manages to squeeze in an emotional scene, which happened a couple times. Yeah, it happened a couple times. But then we added a rule. Yeah, because like if you've seen any Adam Sandler movie, especially these Netflix exclusives, um, you'll notice there's a lot of product placement, a lot of blatant in-your-face product placement and it was particularly excessive in this one like there were scenes that you could cut out and use as commercials mm. hey want some corona yeah and then there was the one where he, he uh he literally goes oh my god is that a bud light party box <laughs> and he goes yeah and he drinks from the tube and the bud light party box and, and then like, there's, there's a lot of scene of their ferrari just yeah, driving they really drive fast. a ferrari around a lot so it's uh the product placement was excessive so we we added a rule drink for product placement uh we had to edit that rule to make it only once per scene because there were scenes where there was like eight products in one scene uh so we had to we had to change that rule but yeah so we've we've had a a little bit to drink we had a little bit of a fun time watching this movie a little bit there's some taco bell in our tummies Mm -hmm. we got um chicken quesadillas and chicken quesaritas so if you've ever been to taco bell um you'll know it's a good one we don't get tacos at taco bell name redacted i'm gonna have to censor her name what if she doesn't want her name in the podcast name redacted how about that that's her last name (laughs) censor that uh okay yeah uh so yeah just a few other notes before we get into the plot um for one thing i'm gonna i listened to the last episode and i'm gonna try to be a little nicer this time I got a little mean last time. Um, if Adam Sandler ever heard that, I would feel bad because I I called him ugly a lot. <laughs> I called him. I was really bashing his appearance. I mean, I feel like we both were pretty harsh for Sandy Wexler, but I think that was justified because Sandy Wexler is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. But also, I want to say, if you enjoy Adam Sandler movies, I don't hate you. I know at the end of the last episode, I said if you liked Sandy Wexler, I would punch you in the face. That's not true. I was just a little heated. I'm sorry about that. He would judge you. I would judge you. I wouldn't... He would think of you differently. I wouldn't act physical violence. I'm a nice guy. Okay. 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 So, let's... Let's get into the plot. I made your wish come true. You could start from scratch. Wait, what? I faked our deaths. You get a brand new life. I'll fucking kill you! Oh! Okay, so the do-over starts off with uh, David Spade. He, uh... What's this voice? <laughs> I don't know. It sounded like a podcast voice. Shut up. Um, so David Spade is unhappy with his life. Adam Sandler's like, oh, hey, at a high school reunion, we used to be friends. Yeah. And Adam Sandler takes him out. And then Adam Sandler fakes their death. 
And you then, just skipped the first 20 minutes of the movie. Okay, like, Can what I... else happened that needs to be said? Okay, okay. Well, A, you... Look, that's half my notes were in that first 20 minutes. Fine. Okay, so... <laughs> Shit. So, so da- David Spade, he works at a bank inside of a grocery store. And his wife cheats on him, and his kids hate him, and his kids are the funniest part. <laughs> his kids are the best part of this movie. His kids are, like, they're, like... A male, the male, slightly older version of the um, uh, twins in The Shining. Yeah, they're like these two like chubby kids with brown, <laughs> long brown hair, and they are identical and they dress identical. And the first time they show up is when David Spade shows up with Chinese food to his house, <laughs> and they immediately shoot him with water guns and steal the Chinese food out of his hands and run upstairs. <laughs> and then later they show up again and <laughs> smash the Chinese food on the table. <laughs> And yell, where's my fucking fortune cookie? It's really funny. Michael Michael and I laughed a lot at that. That was the best part of the movie. The other thing, um, the other thing Michael neglected to mention was the character names. Uh, Adam Sandler's character's name is Max. But the first time he shows up in the movie, he's wearing a name tag that just says Maxipad. That's your introduction. Uh, which was, I guess, his nickname in high school. And there's a part... <laughs> There's a part where David Spade's dad... <laughs> this was the bad joke we both laughed at. There's a part where David Spade's character is down in the dumps. And Adam Sandler says, and I quote, Let MaxiPad soak up your pain. And I laughed at that really hard, and I took five drinks. And then Michael looked at it on my sheet of paper a few minutes later and also laughed and took five drinks. And I think we deserve those five drinks because that is not... That was that was not bad. It's not that bad. It's pretty funny. It's a pretty well-written joke, you know? So, yeah. So, basically... Okay, so, basically, after they meet up, uh, Adam Sandler invites them to his boat. They go on his boat. And it gets kind of homoerotic for a while. Yeah. Like, I remember the scene, like, they're just, like... David Spade steering the boat, and then Adam Sandler comes up behind him, wraps his arms around them, and sticks a, a lit cigar in his mouth. I think it was a. I think it was a. I think it was a weed. Uh, oh, a blunt. Oh, uh, is that what the colloquial term is? Um, I believe it's called a blunt for a single weed. For a. Uh, I'm sorry. That's a for a rolled up um cigar of that, weed. That's illegal in my state. I'm not allowed to do that. I'm a, a good boy. I drink water and Sprite. Yeah, of course. You don't have to say you don't drink alcohol. You're 21. I drink water and Sprite. <laughs> and whiskey, which you say you can drink without anything. I now. can. I do. I drink whiskey straight. Uh, okay. We'll, we'll do that for next podcast. No. <laughs> I will. <laughs> God. So, yeah, they go on the boat, and they're having a... A homoerotic time. A homoerotic time. But then a boat comes... Michael, with a, we're going to spend 15 minutes talking about this boat scene that's irrelevant to the plot. <laughs> but it's amazing. So a boat comes, and it's filled with beautiful women. And Adam Sandler sees them, and he's like, oh, hey. And he makes the motion, take off your tops. And they do. They do. And you see boobs. Yeah, in an Adam Sandler movie, which is sort of weird. And then they're like, ooh, take off your pants. Let's see your penis. And Adam Sandler's like, nah. And, then... and David Spade's like, yeah. And then he takes his penis out, and they start making fun of him for his penis. And then... And then Adam Sandler <laughs> reaches into the, <laughs> the compartment of the boat and pulls out a flare gun and aims it at them and sh- shoots them. <laughs> he shoots at them. He shot at them. He shot at them it with, was a, so with a flare gun. Out of place. Uh, and one of them fell out of the boat. <laughs> yeah. yeah that it was, was good. pretty out of nowhere and funny. That was pretty good. So, essentially, just to move things on a little bit, uh, 
Adam Sandler blows up the boat in order to fake both their deaths because uh, he claims he's an FBI agent and that two bodies matching their ages came in Mm -hmm. so that they can adopt those identities and start new lives. So that's the basic setup to the movie. Already a much more straightforward plot than Sandy Wexler. Already a plot? Yeah, like already a plot. Sandy Wexler, I don't think, had a plot until around 40 minutes okay, in. Can I just say I hated Sandy Wexler? Sandy Wexler is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. We, established, so we established that last time. I know, but like, I just need. I, I just. Okay. We shit on that for an hour. <laughs> I know, but I just need. Like, this was so much better and so unexpectedly so much better. Yeah. Anyway. So essentially, Adam Sandler and David Spade find out that the identities that they have taken recently purchased this really nice house and it was puerto rico right um or was puerto it, rico. it was puerto rico yeah, cause yeah they, they rico. said it was a territory so it was yeah. puerto rico yeah so they, they go down to puerto rico and are like hanging out in the pool and have this really nice house okay wait speaking of the pool i just have a little side note yeah um okay so they they go back they go to this house that is owned by these people who they stole their identities these dead people they stole who stole their identities and they're like oh what if people know them we need to like you know look more like them and so adam sandler's like oh my god i had, had tattoos and your guy had a tongue ring and so david spade gets his tongue pierced and adam sandler gets multiple tattoos next thing you see him adam sandler's in the pool if you actually had gotten a tattoo you cannot go in stagnant water because that will be an increased risk of infection and also it would make the ink run, I call, bullshit on the tattoos. Maybe the ink running thing, but wouldn't a chlorinated pool be... Would you get an infection from that? I don't know. You could... I, probably. That's a chemical, though. I don't know. It's the whole point of the chlorine, so you don't get infections. But it's, it was established next day. You do not want chlorine into a newly formed tattoo, which is an opened wound. I guess that's true. I'm, I'm sorry. I just had a issue with michael's just very passionate about these tattoo plot holes so (laughs) the two of them get this is also not really relevant to the overarching plot but it's where most another large chunk of my notes are from uh they get invited to a party with their neighbors yeah wait what is this word i wrote dude i don't know (laughs) oh it's spit roasting we'll get there oh that's coming right up wow you stopped taking notes pretty early yeah i was just enjoying it yeah i think it's just because we were enjoying the movie we took a lot fewer notes so they get invited to this party and it has your typical like rave party scene with like techno music and bright lights and yeah they're like hot neighbor invites them to this party yeah and adam sandler establishes that he's really smooth and teaches david spade how to talk to women and, and then, then adam sandler was like i am gonna make sure you get a three-way and then it cuts and it's david spade and what's his name um, Luis Guzman. Luis Guzman. Luis Guzman, the um, actor um, you might know him from Boogie Nights. Uh, yeah, or Community. Or Community. <laughs> or every single Adam Sandler movie. He's wonderful. And so you see Adam Sandler, you see he's getting... Um, I no, think it's David Spade. David Spade, I'm sorry. David Spade, you see he's getting what the kids call head, and he's enjoying it. And then you see Luis Guzman is also there um, having anal sex with a woman who is giving... Um, David Spade head and and this kids is called spit roasting which, which is the word I wrote which is there's just no space in between spit and roasting right well so it should be one me. word yeah um, so um this woman got spit roasted yes and we watched it yes we did watch it and 
eventually Luis Guzman leaves for some reason, and David's to get, fi- he needed electrolytes. Oh, <laughs> I missed that line. Uh, so Luis Guzman leaves to get electrolytes, and <laughs> David Spade continues having sex with this woman. Uh, this movie, by the way, horribly misogynistic. Hor- we'll get there. We'll get I have there. notes. But then, in the middle of this, David, David Spade Sp- ends up lying down, lying um, with his head facing up, and the woman's riding him, as they say. And then Louise Guzman standing, starts standing naked right above David Spade's head, and you just see Louise Guzman's balls dangling over David Spade's head. This giant, it, I assume it's prosthetic. Um, I'd hope so. I'd hope so. But this giant ball sack hanging down, dripping sweat into David Spade's face. And Luis Guzman says, and I quote, steak delivery. (laughs) (laughs) And (laughs) David Spade gets ball sweat dripped onto his face. And that's the punchline. Yeah, that's a big, that's a big joke of that scene. Yeah. So I, I want to also side note. There's a lot of um, uh, um, uh, homophobia in this movie. Yeah, it's it's a pretty homophobic and misogynistic movie overall. But we were willing to forgive it because it was better than Sandy Wexler. So, just moving forward a bit because <laughs> we're focusing too much on the beginning. Yeah, we're focusing way too much on the. I think the beginning was my favorite part. Yeah, it got a little weak towards the end. Yeah, but yeah. So, essentially, the next day, they are attacked by a group of assassins who are after the two guys whose identities they stole, mm-hmm. which leads them to believe that there's something bigger going on around these these guys who ended up dead. What's the name of the guy who keeps getting hurt? Nick yeah. Swartzen. Nick Swartzen's in this movie, and he shows up, like, at the front door of these, this, these two guys' house, and at first you're like, oh, he's one of the bad guys. And then over and over again, there's a shot of him. He's standing outside the house waiting for them. And then they burst through the garage to get away from the assassins. Hit him full on with the car. He goes flying. Yeah. That, I laugh many times. That happened twice. Twice. Uh, it was a running joke. And there was a third time we got hit by another car. Yeah. But so, yeah, they eventually decide to go and find the wife of one of the guys whose identities they stole so that they can maybe find out what's going on yeah and she she lives in georgia and they find her going out for a run and they're driving an rv RV. and in order to get her attention they literally run Run her over yeah they run into her with the rv (laughs) and she's like oh my knee yeah her knee gets hurt and she feels better in like the next scene yeah and so they like meet her, meet up with her. She seems nice. David Spade and her start seeming like they have a little connection, even though, like, they kidnap her, and then tell her they stole her husband and her husband's friend's identities, and she's still like cool with it. Yeah, but when they're when they're investigating her husband's death, this is where the big plot twist about her husband comes in. Oh yeah. Hey guys, her husband, he yeah. was. He was a gay. gay. He was a gay with a big burly biker, and the big burly biker was gay too. And he's so weird. And he starts coming on to Adam Sandler, and Adam Sandler's like, "Ew, I'm not gay." But then Adam Sandler sucks his fingers. He's like, "I'm not gay because big gay um, motorcyclists went wanted to kiss Adam Sandler." And Adam Sandler's like, "Oh no, I'm not gonna kiss you because I'm not 
gay. That's gross. But I will give you a good mental image for you later and start sucking his own finger. And then he starts the... start sucking Burley Biker Guy's finger. And Burley Biker Guy's super into it because gays are depraved. Yeah. Yeah, and then Burley Biker Guy um, uh, ejaculates in his pants. Yeah, and that's what this movie is really about uh, at its core. It's, it's, it's just these sorts of... You know, these sort of social messages. Yeah, okay, I'm sorry. We skipped a note I had that I wanted to talk about. Can yeah. I say it real quick? Yeah. Okay. Yes, the homophobia offended me, but what offended me more was um, uh, David Spade makes a sandwich in one scene, and the sandwich is literally white bread, American cheese, lettuce, and mustard. Yeah. Can we okay, that was a that was a side note. I was more what, offended than I was more offended with that than the um homophobia. Do you know what that sandwich is called? What? The David Spade. You said that while we were watching. Is that a real thing or did you just make that up? If you go to a deli and order a David Spade, that's what they give you. Are you kidding me? That's a running thing from like several David Spade movies and he like goes to delis and has them make that for him. And, like, there's a lot of delis, like, in the city, like, places he's been, like, his picture on the wall holding the sandwich. Are you fucking kidding me? No, if you, like, go to a deli and you see a picture of David Spade on the wall holding a sandwich and you ask for that sandwich, that's what they make you. What? Yeah, no, it's called the David Spade. That's disgusting. It's a real thing. I get it's a It's popular. What? I never knew. Next time... Like, listen, next time we're at a deli, if we see a picture of David Spade on the wall, we'll know, and we'll order the David Spade. Yeah, when I go to delis, I don't look on walls to look for David Spade. Well, now you're in the know, and okay. you'll know. It's like Starbucks secret menu. Wow. Yeah. This is like the David Spade secret menu. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, so moving on. Her husband was a gay. Um, <laughs> Adam, Adam Sandler sucked off some fingers. What happened next? <laughs> yeah, I'm drawing a blank here, too. I think next, did they go to the rich guy's house? Yeah, they went to this rich guy's house. Oh, because they found out um, Guy, that David Spade, who stole his identity from, was a doctor. And he was working on... Um, uh, the cure for cancer. The cure for cancer. And he had discovered the cure for cancer. Yeah, and um, uh, Adam Sandler's character, who Adam Sandler stole his identity from, was his death subject. Because his he had cancer. Yeah. And so, they're like, oh, he discovered this cure for cancer. And that's when uh, me and Winfield are like, oh my god. Is the villain of this movie going to be Big Pharma? Guys, guess what? The villain was Big Pharma. It was Big Pharma. And I was like, yes! Um, be relevant. So yeah, essentially the, the reason the, the two guys whose identities they stole were killed was because they discovered the cure for cancer and wouldn't sell it to Big Pharma because they didn't want it to be buried due to a bunch of bureaucratical nonsense so so they go to this guy's house the guy who um funded it who funded it who canceled the funding yeah and so they're like oh this is gonna be the bad guy side note this is when i um mentioned to winfield that the woman who's been helping him this entire time the wife of the um uh, one of the guys who got killed i was like she is too gun-ho about this she's too like oh you hit me with an rv you stole my husband's identity but like you kidnapped me but like i'm gonna I'm going to shack up with David Spade and I'm going to be fun. I was like, I want her to be a double agent. I want her to be a bad guy. And Winfield's like, oh, we only have 30 minutes left of this movie. She's not going to be a bad guy. And I was like, she's going to be a bad guy. I, Guess what? She was. She was a bad guy. You're skipping ahead a lot. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't write that many notes. <laughs> Me either, but I remember the general order of things. 
Okay, big man on campus, Winfield Maben remembers the plot of the movie we just watched. I just wanted to say, I brushed it off as her not being the villain because I thought it was just bad writing because what else have we come to expect at this point? Okay, I, I, I can accept that. So, they go to this guy's house. I wasn't really paying attention to the scene because it was kind of boring. Eventually, I believe he tells them where the cancer lab was or something along those lines. Something along those lines, I don't know, or like... I don't know, but they figure out, can we talk about David Spade figures out Adam Sandler has cancer? Yeah, in the next scene. In the next scene. They're at the cancer lab. And David Spade is like doing like, he's like the hacker of the group. Yeah, because he was a banker. Because he was a banker, which is a weird plot point that keeps coming up. But anyway, and so Adam Sandler's like, we need to give it to the people. And, and David Spade's like, no, we need to give it to the guys trying to kill us so they don't try to kill us anymore and we can go back to our fun life in Puerto Rico. And Adam Sandler's like, no, and he runs away in order to find the cure for cancer. And David Spade is like, hey, hot, hot friend who we don't know is evil yet. Can you go find him? And she's like, yeah, I'll go find him. And so David Spade is alone and he finds out that Adam Sandler also was a test subject and he has cancer. Oh, and by the way, this entire movie, Adam Sandler's character has was being has been, been has been stalked by this woman in a black wig trying to like kill him or trying to like fuck him. Fuck him. We never knew. Turns out it's his wife. Yeah, it's his it's his wife. Uh and it was all just a cover because she knew what was going on the whole time and the black wig and glasses was a sex thing. Yeah. And, and it was she was played by I think her name's Julie Hahn. I'm gonna look it up. She is amazing. She's always hilarious in every she's always a side character in comedies and she's always the best part. Yeah, she was funny in this. She definitely was my favorite part of the movie, because my favorite part of the movie was all the physical comedy, but Yeah, the physical comedy of this movie is great. There's a lot of great, especially in the beginning. One of my notes is that the right I, I gave the writing a C minus, but I give the physical comedy an A plus. Yeah, it was it was pretty good. It was hilarious. There was the we didn't even bring up the gymnast assassin yet. Oh one, yeah, one of the assassins is like seven and a half feet tall, matter. and you're like, yeah, he doesn't really matter. But it was we we laughed. Catherine every time. Han, it's Catherine Han. Okay, she's wonderful. We laughed. There's there's one of the assassins stalking Adam Sandler and David Spade. is like seven feet tall, and in every scene he's in, he's just constantly like doing backflips and stuff. And it gave us a laugh every time we saw it. Yeah, he was very gaunt too. Yeah. Speaking of that assassin, we now know Adam Sandler has cancer and know his motivation. He it, goes back to the person who um uh, told them about the the funder that he he the one who was like oh he's the bad guy because he cut the funding. He goes back there. Turns out he wasn't a bad guy. He cut the funding because they were gonna kill everyone. And so he dies because he was shot. And Adam Sandler's like, oh shit. And then acrobat, gaunt, tall guy comes, captures him. And then it becomes another homophobic scene. Yeah, the big tall assassin starts threatening to shove a gear shift up Adam Sandler's ass. A a lubed up gear shift up his ass. And Adam Sandler's like trying to bide time. So Adam Sandler's like, what? Are you going to stick that up my ass? That means you're gay. And the assassin's like, I'm not gay. And he's like, you're about to stick that up my ass. That means you're gay. And it's fine that you're gay, but, like, that's so gay. Yeah, this scene was literally a middle school level <laughs> it was, scene. But it was also literally five minutes of this exchange of, like, I'm not gay. Yeah, if you're going to stick that up my ass, that means you're gay. It got a little cringy. Yeah. I was. I had to walk away for a second. I didn't walk away. Yeah, I just, I you just, just looked away. You were, like on, you were away. like, on your phone or something. Yeah. So eventually, um, down comes the 
the woman whose name I forget. Yeah, the woman who um is secretly evil. We don't know it yet. She's well. This we is think, the reveal. Yeah, she. We think she's about to say to Adam Sandler, and, she, and then she, the, the reveal is, oh no, kill him! I'm the bad guy. I'm gonna find the cure for cancer, and I'm gonna sell it to Big Pharma for money. Yeah. And about this time, we find out that David Spade. We forgot about the Jenga reveal. Right. <laughs> How did he find out? <laughs> he finds out because she's... Oh, because... Okay. Because David Spade is trying to find Adam Sandler because David Spade just found out that um, Adam Sandler has cancer. And so he calls um, the soccer that's been um, uh, uh, stalking Adam Sandler, who turns out to be his wife, played by Catherine Hahn. And Catherine Hahn's talking about the doctor and stuff, and they're, like, exchanging information. And Catherine Hahn's like, yeah, and then something, 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 Jenga. And then David Spade's like, Jenga's the code. Jenga's the code, the game Jenga. Because, okay, this entire movie, they've had this tablet that they've just been like, it's, we, for a while, we just thought it was like product placement for like Netflix and all the apps on it. But there's a Jenga app on it, and he clicks the Jenga app, and it turns out the cure for cancer was in that Jenga app. The cure for cancer is Jenga. The cure for cancer is Jenga. And so, Adam Sandler has the cure for cancer, and he calls the woman, and he's like, I have found the cure for cancer. And she's like, oh my god. Adam Sandler's turned out to be a bad guy. Come save me. And so so we think, oh my god, David Spade's going to believe her. But then David Spade doesn't believe her. He doesn't. He instead starts just beating the shit out of her. He starts beating the shit out of her. And we're like, oh my, because they meet up. And she's like, oh my god, give me the cure for cancer. And he's like, no. And he punches her in the face. And he's like, I, I trust my friend Adam Sandler. I mean, that wasn't his name. That was his name, but I don't remember his name. But uh, yeah, so that happens. They fight for a little bit. Then Adam Sandler shows up on his mini bike. Yeah, and then like an altercation happens. But then Adam Sandler's wife comes, played by Catherine Hahn. I love her. Are you and gonna say that every time you bring up that character? I mean, this is the last time I'm gonna bring her up. It is. So then Catherine Hahn, um, uh, and um, uh, the um bad lady, they start having a fight that lasts for like ten minutes of this, like these two women beat each other up, and Adam Sandler and David Spade like watching like yeah. Smoking weed. Smoking weed, watching them beat each other up. But then Catherine Hahn wins, of course, because she's wonderful. Yeah. And then the cops show up and they get arrested. And Catherine Hahn accidentally throws the iPad with the cure for cancer into the river. It destroys it. And Catherine Hahn's like, no, I just like killed my husband. But then you find out David Spade copied the cure for cancer onto a flash drive and shoved it up his ass. And at the hospital, they have it extracted. And then they trade the cure for cancer to get their charges lifted for faking their own deaths and stealing money. And everyone lives happily ever after without cancer in Puerto Rico. So Adam Sandler cured cancer. Yeah. <laughs> and the movie ended with the old woman who played Adam Sandler's Alzheimer's-ridden mother. Which also, they made a big joke about Alzheimer's. There, there was like a 15-minute long joke about Alzheimer's. She kept forgetting stuff. It was yeah. so kooky. So kooky and funny. But she shows up at the end, topless, with these... <laughs> like, breasts dangling down to her knees. They were CGI. They were cgi breasts hanging down to her knees michael covered his eyes i was i just stared fascinated by this and then louise guzman shows up and he's like "Ooh, they might look um hard but i bet they taste good no he says they look old but they taste fresh is with what he said okay i'm sorry listen don't fuck with the script michael it was well written whatever so Michael, before we just jump into general discussion, are there any more notes that we didn't get to tackle that you wanted to... Let's see, let's see. 
while you read i have one that i want to talk about about the alzheimer's scene do it uh i forget who said this but during that whole scene something happened something or other happened oh adam sandler and his wife were having sex in the other room yeah and it zooms in on david spade's face who's listening to all of this and he says i wish i was senile now (laughs) oh yeah i remember that so that's a thing that happened hey michael yeah i want to i want to do a quick a quick role play oh yeah a quick rp i'm gonna be a writer yeah just a lowly writer pitching a scene to david spade i'm david spade you're david spade and i'm the writer okay i'm not gonna do an impression of david spade you don't need to okay because i'm bad at impressions uh hey david i i I had an idea for the movie one second let me finish chewing my sandwich so uh, you know how you said you wanted to uh get blown by a beautiful lady in this film I didn't say I want to be blown by a beautiful lady. I want to be blown by an objectified beautiful lady. Well, then I have a scene for you. If you see right here, it says, Scene opens on David Spade being blown by an objectified beautiful lady. Perfect. Can you add, like, like another, like, like a fatter, sweaty guy in there so it looks gross that another guy is involved because gay being gay is gross? Oh, here, let me flip through my Rolodex to see who we have on hand. <laughs> Ooh, Luis Guzman's not working right oh, now. Oh, he's fat and sweaty. It would be so gross if I was seen in the same bed with him. People would be like, ooh, gay- gayness is gross. Do you know what would be even funnier? What? If you were laying on your back, staring up at Luis Guzman, giant sweaty balls dripping down into your face. Oh, I'm not too sure about that. Well, what if I gave you $4 million? That'd be amazing. Also, can we put in my famous sandwich in the movie? Oh, the David Spade? The David Spade. Of course, why wouldn't we? perfect that's all i need so yeah that's probably how that went down yeah i think honestly i didn't try to do an impression of david spade but i feel like an impression of david spade just became what it was i mean david spade similar to the sandwich named after him is about as bland as they come despite him i mean actually of, of adam sandler's crew i probably like him the most okay okay real quick i'm gonna do a test to see how many people are listening up to this moment Okay, if you have ever seen the movie Dickie Roberts, former child star, starring David Spade, write in the comments of the Facebook video. I don't post this on Facebook. You don't? No, I post it on SoundCloud and then link the SoundCloud page to Facebook. Well, comment on the link then. Okay, I was just just clarifying. Okay, if you have seen Dickie Roberts, former child star... Comment on the video, I have seen Dickie Roberts' former child star. If you have not seen it, say, I have not seen Dickie Roberts' former child star. You know how many people I bet are going to comment that? How many? Zero. Most likely. We're 40 minutes of this podcast, and we've just been talking about Luis Guzman's sweaty balls all the time. <laughs> but, like, they're a big set of balls. They were prosthetics. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, just going into some general discussion because now we have some points to like make comparisons Mm -hmm. just because now we've watched two movies we can sort of compare them yeah uh this movie was a lot better than sandy wexler it was so much better it was better in every single way it had like a discernible plot the characters had pretty good chemistry with each other i think we discussed it while in the beginning of the movie um i think what like was a big plus for this movie is it was two main characters playing off each other david spade and adam sandler yeah in in sandy wexler it was just adam sandler interacting with a bunch of random character minor characters who didn't matter instead so instead of like an actual plot it was just a character study yeah 
And it was awful. Sandy Lexer's awful. We know. I fucking hated it. We know. And Do Over compared, like, pretty good. Yeah. Honestly, I think it stacked up pretty well. The other thing I, I want to add is that Adam Sandler was still doing a voice in this one, but it was a voice that was, like, within his range, and that is an acceptable character voice for more than 30 seconds. And that I could understand what he was saying. Yeah, for the most part, there was one scene where we couldn't understand what he was saying because he was, like, slurring his words and he was drunk. And that was, like, in the first scene of the movie. But after that, we understood him pretty much for the rest of the film. Yeah, which is a big plus. A huge plus when you actually know what people are saying. Yeah. Yeah, so overall, I think this stacks up pretty fucking well to Sandy Wexler. Well, yeah, like, if you had to either watch Sandy Wexler in the do-over, I'd recommend the do-over. I would recommend the do-over a thousand, a thousand times. times over. Yeah, no. Michael, we were actually told beforehand by a friend of ours that there's a specific moment in this movie where it becomes endearing. Do you know what moment she may have been referencing? I forgot she said that. Endearing. I would say the moment it became endearing would be when it finds when you find out that Adam Sandler has cancer. I think that's probably the moment too. Yeah, I think the the girl we're talking about, who we both love, um, I think she was, she was probably be like, oh my God, he had cancer too. Oh my God. That's why he cares so much. Yeah. Right. I feel like that's the big endearing moment. Yeah. And that also just, I mean, not to get into character discussion for this movie, but that's the moment when you realize that his character has motivation beyond just being a crazy person. Yeah. So. Yeah. Love you, Tauntaun. So we're going to move into trivia. Ooh, trivia. Some some hot trivia takes that I'm going to pull up. Give it to me. While he's pulling up trivia, like, I just... I was trying to think of, like, who's who's the MVP of Adam Sandler movies? Who always brings in the laughs? And for a while, I thought it was Rob Schneider, because he always plays the horrible racist character, and I always laugh when I see his horrible depiction of a stereotypical character of another race. Like, in a bad way. Like, I laugh because it's horrible. But we were talking, David Spade. I think David Spade is the most talented of that crew. And I think he deserves a lot of credit. So good job, Dave. Good job, David. I'm actually looking through this trivia, and it's not very interesting. I find most trivia on IMDb not that interesting. Don't spill the beans on where I get my trivia, Michael. I'm sorry. I always... When you do the heavy research to find the trivia, there's not a lot of good trivia for Adam Sandler movies. Listen, I'm trying. Oh, here's a fun trivia. <laughs> the beginning scene was not actually filmed in Jacksonville, Florida. What? What? I know. I it feel... looks so much like Jacksonville. It looks so... Last time I was in Jacksonville, I was like, it's... I swear, that's the scene Wait, where... Are you telling me... The first scene, which was shot entirely indoors with no windows that could have been anywhere, was not in Jacksonville, Florida? That appears to be the case. Wow. The other trivia that I wanted to say is that... God, all this trivia sucks. It's just that Adam Sandler had family members in the movie. We all, we know that. Every time you see a child with a line in an Adam Sandler movie, he's either his child or his like niece or nephew. Yeah, this is not a great movie for trivia. His wife was in it, apparently. I didn't see her. Yeah, I didn't see her. We'll see her t next time. <laughs> we'll see her next time. We'll get to that at the end. Yeah. Okay, well, I guess we'll move into reviews since that was a failure of trivia. Let's look at the highest rated review for this movie. Okay. A, a good 10 stars. 
It's not ten stars, is it? There's. I'm sure I can find a ten star review. Mm. Eh, we'll just do this one. Eight. Eight. This is a eight out of ten star review. Pleasantly surprised. I'm a fan of older Adam Sandler movies. Everyone knows Sandler has done some terrible stuff in the past, but this wasn't one of the worst. He he wasn't terribly over the top or in your face like his roles in Zohan, That's My Boy, or Jack and Jill. This film had genuinely laugh-out-loud moments. The cast really helps. Catherine Hahn and even David Spade are funny. This movie isn't a classic. It isn't going to be one you're quoting. The film is enjoyable if you're looking for a laugh. It's a good film to watch. I would 100% agree with that um, review. I would not. I would agree with everything except the star rating because he gave it 8 out of 10 stars. Okay, like no. For a review that sounded lukewarm. Well, I would say is that the do-over does have a 5% on Rotten Tomatoes, which I do not agree with. That is criminal because Sandy Wexler had a 28%. Which, if you didn't know, I hate Sandy Wexler. I didn't know. Mike, Michael, do you like Sandy Wexler? Winfield, if you have been listening, you'd know I do not like Sandy Wexler. I hate it so much. I'd switch the two reviews. I'd switch. I'd even give this one... I would say this... I'd put it in the 40s. I'd put it in the 40s. Yeah. It wouldn't be... It wouldn't be... It wouldn't be certified fresh. It wouldn't be certified fresh, but I enjoyed it. I laughed. I'll admit, I laughed a lot at this movie. Yeah, I mean, did we ever... Did we ever reach the laugh out loud moment of the um, raccoon bursting in blood? No. No, we never reached that moment. But, like, that was one moment in Sandy Wexler. This was... A lot of good laughs throughout. Yeah, we laughed more in the first 30 minutes of this movie than we did in all of Sandy Wexler. Yeah, so, yeah. That's a I definitely put it in the 40s. I w- yeah, I would give this movie a 45, a solid yeah. 45. I agree. Okay. I think that is about enough for the do-over. It's weird how there's not quite as much to talk about when a movie is adequate. Yeah. I was talking about camera angles and scene composition in Sandy Wexler. That's because Sandy Wexler was a train a train wreck. Speaking of train wrecks, <laughs> next time <laughs> we'll be watching The Ridiculous Six. This Ooh. will mark my fifth time watching this movie. That will be my third time watching this movie. This is going to be my second time watching it with Michael. Oh, God. So, so we're both going to be real burnt out after this one. <laughs> Uh, plus, we will both be living together at that point. We'll both be living together, and we'll both like. So we'll both both have time. We'll have to time. Get properly drunk uh, for the movie. When I said I was going to drink whiskey next time, that was no joke. It's not a joke. I'm going to down half a bottle of whiskey because this okay, pre review of Ridiculous Six. We're going to need it. We are going to need it. We are going to need it. All right. God, thinking about the Ridiculous Six made me sad. Yeah, we can do it. We've done it before. Which so, is the sad part. So to close the thing off, I'm going to leave everyone, you too, Michael, with one message. Yeah? One final message, just for everyone. Give it to me. If you're ever feeling sad, if you're ever feeling down, if you're ever feeling lonely, just just let maxi pad suck up all your pain. Michael, don't, don't clip the audio. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Can't do anything. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Really? Okay, I chugged a lot of wine.